Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Major League Rugby and the Can-Ams collide with Brian Ray, Dan Power, and mystery guest, DeMonte Noble. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up, and we've got more Major League Rugby meets American Rugby landscape here with our mystery guest, DeMonte Noble, Dan Power, and Brian Ray. DeMonte, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, Dan and, and Brian, we're supposed to guess your identity. Uh, and we had some technical snafu, a.k.a. you couldn't figure it out, despite the fact that technology is in your age group. And <laughs> there goes the mystery thing. So we get right down to the nitty gritty and we're going to take you apart brick by brick on this show because uh, that's what we do. Uh, DeMonte, welcome to the American rugby dream that you are living and we are so jealous of. You graduated college and went right on to play professional rugby as a draft pick. Am I correct? A supplemental pick? Yep. Yes, sir. How cool is that? It was a dream come true. You know, um, they just got to a point at some point I felt like I was losing faith because I didn't enter the original draft and everything was just taking so long. I was getting worried a little bit, you know, but once it finally happened, I had breathtaking, breathtaking moment. And Dan and Brian, like me, this guy grabbed our attention. Dan, I know you did a bunch of games with watching him. Yeah, I mean, technical difficulties here, but you know who had the biggest difficulties were defenders trying to figure out how to stop DeMonte this year. Had a couple of highlight reel moments on the wing there for old glory. Mate, coming coming into the year, how was your conversations with Dougie? Like, what were the expectations from old glory on, on you? And then what were your personal expectations and how much... MLR you wanted to play in 2021. Gee, that's a tough one. Because Brian's in, in tears. Look at him. <laughs> it, it was a good, it was a good, it's a good question. I know. That was really uh, a great question. It's tugs at the heartstrings. Um, to be honest with you, he he I can't say, I can't really tell you what he expected from me. You know, um the the people from New Zealand, man, they're 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 hard weird, really out. weird. There, I, right. I'm not. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> but, you cut. You were getting there, and I just wanted to save his grief. But they're they're really hard to figure. All out. All right. Thanks but, for coming on, Demonte. Uh, we'll talk to you some <laughs> other time when you're playing in Cuba. <laughs> now they're just um, they're hard to figure out. But uh, he expected me just to run, run the ball whenever I get it, just run, do my thing, and you know, I unforest run. Was that was yeah. what he said? Yeah. Just run, literally, exact word for word. Um, but. It was tough for me just trying to get comfortable at first. But um, once I did, things started getting easier, you know. So um, it was just him and the team just trying to make me feel comfortable, even when I mess up. And Brian, I, I think you were the one that told me I had to keep an eye on him. Oh, yeah. I mean, straight out of the gate, just uh, an amazing season, really. Uh, very impressive. Obviously, the athletics. We knew about the athleticism coming in. Uh, you know, kind of touching on that, making the jump from college to MLR. You know, how was that? Uh, all of a sudden you're training against a couple, you know, world cup centers, Kieran Hearn and threaten Palamo. Uh, you know, you got a gold medal winner. Osea Kalinasau comes in for a couple of weeks. You got Dylan Ticato Simpson seasoned veteran. How is it making that jump? All of a sudden you're training with all these guys on, on a daily basis. How much did that help your game? I can just say this, that like before DTS came in, Kalinasau, before all the guys came in, who came in late, I was struggling a little bit, just, understanding the playbook just due to the fact that I've really never really played wing. It was always center fullback, you know, and at a lower level in college. So we don't run like certain plays that they do. So it was just 
like an eye opener. And it took me a minute to get used to certain things. So like certain lines look alike, but they're not the same, you know, just all the little stuff. And Kalina Sal and DTS sat me down and said, look, man, like, we want you here. You got to pick this stuff up. And every day I would either go down to their apartment or they would come up or we would just chat before practice and, you know, walking me or after practice, walking through the lines. And, you know, I know they got sick and tired of me because every day I was asking something new <clears throat> or just like, hey, can you help me run this line? So picking things up from those guys, it was it was it was great. You know, they made the time for me. They they showed me that they wanted me there and that they cared. And that was one of the things that I would never tell. I couldn't take for granted. They have it established with you that you were basically going to come in and just learn or did they say to you, we expect some playing time out of you? Uh, they, they told me from the beginning that they expected me to play. Um, it was just getting, I think Andrew, he, he had already said and stone that he wanted me to play. And just, that was just the, the vibe that I got off of when I, when I arrived. This um, is coach Andrew Douglas, who you yeah. said is weird. He's a key, weird key. Yeah, <laughs> he's, I'm not going to lie. Um, he's, Outside of coaching, he's a great man. I'll give it to him. Um, he's down to earth. He's genuine. He's also a father. So it's one of those things where he understands, you know, and having a coach understand everything because I went through a, a difficult time at the beginning of the season, just a lot of things happening in my in my life and with my family. Um, he was there to, like, talk me through it and, you know, help me get through everything along with Threaten and all the other guys. But Threaten, Renz, DTS – you know, they are all, you know, my big brothers on the team. Those are some great names. They are great guys off the pitch, too. And I, I have a beef with you, though, uh, oh. because I saw you at the Can-Ams, mm -hmm. right? You were playing with the Virginia Cardinals. Yes, sir. That group of whores of rugby. <laughs> can I say that? Can I, can I say that? Yeah, I can because it's my show, and they are exactly that. They're good. They're You guys are a good squad. What happened? I didn't see you on what on Sunday. So we played, so we played, but we lost to the hyenas. The East Side Hyenas, the, the eventual champion. They, they 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 had some firepower, but our defense held up very well. It was just they killed us on conversions, on penalties. They were guys kicking and slotting kicks from fifty meters away. I'm just like, who is this dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, like not missing a kid. Well, what do you think you know? they were saying about you? They're saying, who know. is this dude? <laughs> I don't know, man. But all I know is I I hadn't played around someone who was who's nailing kicks like that since I was at the sevens camp with Matty uh with Matty Hughes just drop goal or kicking drop goals from 40, 50 meters out. It was it was impressive. It was breathtaking watching those guys every penalty. Okay, I'm gonna kick left corner down there on the sideline and slot it. And it was just, it was annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, well, they, 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 uh, they're a good squad. They're a nomad squad, basically Detroit tradesmen, a sprinkling of, of uh, Metropolis out of Minnesota and a couple yeah. of guys from Chicago area. And, you know, the knock on that tournament has been, it's, Oh, it's a, it's a social environment. It's an old boys tournament. But the first two people I see when I get there is you and Max Dacey, right? Is it Dacey? Yeah. Dacey? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, so there go, there you go, Steve Lewis. There's not only some quality talent here, but they're major league rugby players here. <laughs> and Max played with New York, and, I, and yep. we all know that you played with Old Glory. So yep. that Can-Am tournament, despite COVID, went off. 
and it had the likes of you there, which was pretty cool. But you did beat my group from Buffalo, so I'm a little bit ticked off at you. I, mean, you <laughs> Lex, I saw Lex McCubbin there. I haven't seen Lex since yeah. In high school, uh, he was my all-star coach when I was in, like all throughout all four years of high school, and I saw him, and I immediately just ran over and gave him a big. I'm like, "How you doing, man?" <laughs> thrilling, thrilling stuff for you. you. You're living the American pathway dream to professional rugby right now. Now that you got this season under your belt, what are you looking forward to most next year? Uh, um, next year, to be honest with you, I want to win. I really do. And we all know that it's a game, but the game is better. You know, it's much sweeter when you win. But just making sure our culture is correct for the first half of the season, and then that'll carry into probably a winning season. And just, you know, making sure that <clears throat> I do my job as a role, I do my role as a player. You know, we all have our roles. So whether that's <clears throat> cleaning up after practice or helping guys, you know, go through lines or even me catching high balls after practice, whatever the coach needs me to work on. That's my number one thing. All right. We got to take a quick break, but we're going to come back with some hard hitting questions from Dan and Brian, plus two cliffhanger questions, A and B. We'll be right back. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label none of that stuff influences me I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon it has a taste and the flavor what do you think's on the label I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire That's good beer. And we are back with Dan Power, Brian Ray, and our special guest, DeMonte Noble of the Old Glory DC MLR franchise in our nation's capital. Brian Ray, since we're talking to a guy from our nation's capital, let's go to you first since you're from a different nation. Question for Mr. Noble. Uh, interesting segue. Uh, so, uh, DeMonte, you're pretty quick. So I'm curious, are, are you, who's winning a race? And Sam Cusano is also pretty quick. Are you, if you two had a race, who wins? Or is there somebody else in the team I'm missing who is actually uh, the fastest of the team? I'm not going to lie. Mike DeBule is, he. Really? He yeah, that kid is rapid. Like, he. I'm not going to lie. He's um, he shocked me in training a couple of times. We'll be doing conditioning drills where we're just like playing touch or whatever. I'm like, oh, I got him. I got him. And then all of a sudden he turns on the desk and I'm just like, oh, whoa, dude. <laughs> like, and I don't know if it's because I'm gassed or what, but that kid is, he can move. The kid is so, very fast. So who would you say are the fast top three fastest players in the league that you've come against? Um, Cecil Africa still has some good speed on him as well. So I would have to give it to Cecil. Then I would definitely have to go Mike DeBulis. I like Ryan James. He, he has some speed on him as well. When he gets going, he, he once it's like the further upfield he gets, the faster he gets. So I would definitely have to go those three. Interesting picks. All right, Dan, you got a question for our our, our superstar here? 
Absolutely. It's the draft next week and you just went through your rookie season. What advice would you give to uh, the young draftees, potential draftees this year? What lessons did you learn in year one that you would uh, give as advice to anyone coming into the league for their rookie season? My number one thing that I would have to say is mind your manners and mind, mind everyone's culture because the little things in life matter. And I say that because something that you can do on your day-to-day life may be okay with you, but not okay with them just because of the culture. Um, so it's one of the things where you want to make sure that you get to know everyone so you know what's okay or what's acceptable or what's not acceptable because it's a major jump from college to the MLR. I'm not going to say that, like, I came in <clears throat> and immediately, bam, I matured. It's going to take some time to mature, um, just just be vulnerable. Make sure that you have, you're in that position where people can help you grow, not only as a player, but as a man as well. You know, make sure you listen, keep your ears open, and try not to be combative. And, you know, like, just, just listen. Just listen without responding, you know, because that was – I will say that that was a guilt of mine is sometimes I got really defensive and for certain reasons, and at the end of the day, we're all just trying to get better. So you don't need to take everything to heart. Just we're all here to play rugby. You know, a good a colleague of ours and a good friend of ours, Gifte Belu, said about you that you are a humble man and that you came from not the greatest situation in Texas. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you found your way at Kutztown, right? Yep. So – Tell us about a little bit about where you brought brought up in Tex in Texas and that move to Kutztown and playing rugby. So originally, I was born in Arlington, Virginia, but my mom was pregnant with my sister, so we moved down to Texas, raised in Houston and Dallas. We moved between the two, back and forth. And once I came up to Virginia, probably when I was like seven, six or seven, I told my mom, I was like, I'm not going back down to Texas. I want to stay here. You made I'm that declaration sense. at seven years old. Yeah, I had to, man. I'm putting my foot down, <laughs> putting my foot down. But my mom was just like, she respected it because she understood that moving or going back and forth was a lot, you know? Um, and as a kid with ADHD, when I was growing up, it was hard to, you know, make friends without coming on too strong. Then I want to say, around like this age of like seven or eight, I found rugby um, through Greg Cakes and Robin Reed um, with the Warrington Wolfpack. And I was doing football and rugby through Warrington Wolfpack. So I went to my first football practice and they were like, hey, you should come out and play rugby. Everyone here plays. And I'm just like, nah, I'm good. And How old were you then? Seven. Wow. Yeah, like seven years old. And I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Like I, I don't, I don't really know what that. I've seen it, but I don't really know what it is. I don't. You were more mature that. at seven than I am now. <laughs> I wouldn't say all that because when they when they told me that, like, hey, if you don't try it, you can't come back out to play football on this team. You give everything a try at least once. Mm-hmm. I panicked. <laughs> I was like, oh no, they're gonna kick you. You were seven. You were yeah. seven. <laughs> come on, man. I, I was, you know, and and at your age, I was just more interested in making prank phone calls and smelling my farts, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was, you know, you are bright. Another question before we uh, let Mr. Noble go. Yeah. These are very thoughtful questions and thoughtful answers, but here's the only question that really needs to be asked. What was your favorite try that you scored of this season? And why was it week five in New Jersey against New York? To be honest with you, 
I can't even really take credit for the try in New York. So I would have to like just say my oh. favorite try was the LA guillotini try off of the box kick. See just that, Brian? Mainly, you see that? <laughs> just mainly because it was there, it was open. Um, Danny Thomas had a great kick, and I just based my timing off of Danny Thomas, and it was just a, it was just a connection. You know, it worked out great. You know, and it was on, you know, legends. Adam Asher, Cooper, Gates, yeah. so, like all the big, all the big names. So it's against just, the Australians, Dan. Yeah, he scored it was, against the Australians. It was just big, you know. And then I, you know, I was talking to my roommates and stuff, and they just had to tell me how um, Kiwis and um, people from Australia they just have these. Oh, yeah, we're gonna beat you like this whole, you know, back and forth thing. So I was just, oh, that's cool. I want to join the rivalry. <laughs> so you smacked that down, Dan. You, Dan, you okay with that? I'm I'm in Brian Ray's corner. I think the try against New York was significantly better. <laughs> who is just to put a little pressure on you? Who is somebody in the ML, MLR that you'd like to fashion your game after? Danny Tusatala or Renata uh, Robinsonana? Just because they're so the grit, the grime. You know, I've seen <clears throat> Renz break his nose in a game and. He's um oh oh good G I'm the hard he goes I'm I'm what did he say I'm the hardest one here you know my dogs you know so I'm just like uh all right yeah I like that well his dad was an exceptional player as well Absolutely. he's got it in his blood so it's it's a good good person to follow and where do you see yourself in ten years I'm 24 now 34 hopefully giving back to the youth coaching, um, running some camps. Hopefully I can do the majority of my camps for free for kids who can't afford them. Cause I don't, I feel like kids who are less fortunate than others shouldn't have to miss out on the action, you know? So hopefully I could be giving back coaching and running some camps and who knows, hopefully running my own team at some point. But you know, 34 is not that old. You could still yeah. be playing. No, nah, it's not, but I'm, I'm small, man. I'm fun size. All these bones start to get condensed up. So um, <laughs> I, soon enough, I'll be having a hunchback. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Guys, final questions or thoughts for, for DeMonte before we let him go? Mate, great season. Great debut season. All the best for next year. You've got some great uh, leaders in that old glory squad to, to keep you on the right track. And mate, we, need, we need more players coming through who start the game at seven like you did. And the future is going to be bright. So keep doing what you're doing on the field. Sounds like you're, you're a bright guy off the field as well and want to start giving back. So absolute pleasure to have you in the game here and it's exactly what we need. So best of luck next year, DeMonte. Thank you, man. God bless you. Brian? Yeah, I've actually got one more question for you. There is a, a guy named Gary Gold who is on this, a random guy named Alex Corbusero. Sure, he's not a cork. And uh, Gary Gold happened to mention uh, this guy by the name of DeMonte Noble as someone who uh, was a player of interest. Does that give you motivation to hear a guy like that uh, mentioning you by name? Yeah, it's it does, you know, because, again, I didn't grow up playing rugby, you know, and all of a sudden, you just said you picked rugby. up the game at seven. I mean, what, yeah. well, when did I, you start growing like, up? I can't say that. Well, because mainly I only did rugby like on the weekends because I was busy doing football and basketball during the weekend and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, some of the guys, as soon as they can walk, they're throwing on boots and et cetera, and like New Zealand and stuff. But I didn't really become an actual student of the game until I was probably like in middle school or high school. And that's when I really started studying the game more closely. But it's it's a it's it's a dream because again, 
I watch all these players and, you know, like Cecil, you know, Danny Tusita, I watch all these players, you know, and <clears throat> even, even Renz, Renata, because he was an all-black for sevens as well. So watching all these guys come in and getting able to play with them or against them, it's a dream come true. You wouldn't, it's, you know, I feel like I'm a kid wishing upon a star. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And, you know, he's saying, what, what's so great about this is he's saying he didn't start playing until middle school or whatever. But for, for a lot of us, we didn't start playing until we got to college or to, to university, as they say, <laughs> overseas. So but, but that's what's great about what's happening in, in American rugby on the American rugby landscape. And getting back to the Can-Ams, do you think do you saw anybody that you played against that could be on the MLR radar? Absolutely. Um, man, we played against... Um, well, for instance, when we played against the Hyena, their kicker, the kid just didn't miss a kick. And it was insane, you know, because when you're in crucial times, you know, it was like, I think it was winding down the first half and they needed points. He didn't miss. How much were you telling your teammates? Were you, were you, are you kind of guy? Because now that you've had the exposure and the experience that you've had, were you kind of helping guys in the back line with you or are you kind of keeping to yourself? Just giving a little bit of knowledge just sharing what I know. Um, can't say that I know that much considering the fact that I'm just entering, you know, the playing with the big dogs. So, but for the, for the most part, just whatever I learned, just trying to pass it on. That's cool. You're, you're a big dog in our eyes guy. Tell <laughs> Thank you that. You, on behalf of our guest of old glory, DC, Mr. DeMonte Noble and Mr. Dan power, Mr. Brian Ray. I'm Matt McCarthy. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. But in the meantime, check out our other segments, including the rugby odds featuring WWE hall of famer, John Bradshaw, Layfield, the world's best sports better ever in the Philly Godfather and rugby's gift, gift a Baylou, our major league rugby show, martial law, the Zach attack. And please sign up for our rugby wrap up, red cross blood donor team. <laughs>